0: Welcome back everyone to the Suit Yourself Podcast, part of the Finish First Media Network. My name is Austin, I am joined today with fellow co-host, because there is no host to this show, Brandon, who was once again, as stated every episode,
1: struggling to put the iPad away. It's a it, signature it, move at this it's, point. It's tough mixing up the beats on the fly. Mm. And I'm almost positive I had that one muted. But we will see in post.
0: I believe it was muted as well. I did, I, not, figure, we, I did not see wavelengths coming over the thing, and I didn't want to stop it. But honest. speaking of tough, what is your favorite recipe to cook?
1: Um, That's a very good question.
0: I did, I did ask it. Was, it that is why. It
1: was not, this was not pre-scripted. Um, I do have this fantastic shrimp scampi recipe, which I know it's, it's not too difficult to make, but the way the um, shallots... Really marinate in there with all of the other ingredients. It really just gives it a great taste with the noodles and the shrimp. Do you know what a shallot is? Incredible. (laughs) I believe it is some form of onion. Close enough,
0: yeah. I watch uh, Gordon Ramsay here and there. He's always yelling about them. They're very underrated. So, just a little bit of an intro for today of what we're going to be going over. We are going to start with our wide receiver rankings of 20 through 40. Uh, on our next episode, this upcoming Friday, we will be going over our 1 through 19 at that point. Um, we will also be going over our favorite players as well, The uh, uh, to steal from other podcasts, the flag plant. Uh, but today we're just going to go 20 through 40, answer some mailbag questions, uh, and we are also going to do our favorite upside players uh, who may or may not be uh, you know within the top 40. Um, let's just jump right into it. Brandon, would you like to jump us off into your number 40 running back? We'll go 40 through 35 or 36, probably 40 through 36, and we'll try to move pretty quick through these since they're a little bit kind of out there.
1: My um, number 40 would be Emmanuel Sanders. In previous years, he hasn't been much of a touchdown threat in uh, the past couple of years, and he is getting up there in age, and he's the number two option. That being said, I guess depending on how much work Kamara gets, he might be the number three option. But that being said, he's a good fit on the Saints, and he's good for a decent amount of catches and decent yards. He's nobody who's going to wow you by any means, but he's definitely somebody you could plug in the flex on by weeks. Number
0: 39. Can I can I interject very quickly? I would love you to. Just to say that these are, in fact, our PPR rankings. Correct, correct. Um, you can find both our PPR and standard rankings on our website.
1: Oh, FinishFirstMedia.com
0: And that's going to be over in the rankings section for our podcast, um, and Brandon, go ahead and continue with your ranks. Sorry to, sorry to jump in like no, that. No, fantastic plug. Leave a like while you're at it too. Didn't mean to. Unlike.
1: Unless you're on our website, then don't leave, <laughs> leave a, like a like on the because website because we don't down have
0: down. a like option. On uh,
1: Number 39, we have Golden Tate. Um, if we were to, without his six-game uh, suspension for the performance-enhancing drugs or the male enhancement drugs, he would have been on track for a thousand yards in 10 touchdowns last season. Um, if you would go on a per game basis times sixteen, he does have some age concerns. However, in that system last year, Matthew Stafford was looking good and throwing the ball, of course. And I mean, yeah. he is a
0: very handsome man. Yeah, arguably. I mean, I that's I mean that's kind of joking. I'd say he's about middle.
1: Yeah, he, road, he's, but... he's he's he looks kind of like a goob, yeah, but you know, enough. yeah. Um, let's see, number thirty eight. We have Henry Ruggs the third. Oh, he should be the number one wide receiver on the Raiders. There are some concerns because with the whole. Um, five-yard passes and the no distance on Derek Carr. However, there is a fun fact I have for you. We have Ooh. plenty of them. I'm very excited. This is one of this. the fun
0: facts. I love fun facts.
1: Derek Carr's career passer rating targeting receivers in between 10 and 19 yards is 90.3. Last season in college, Ruggs' Ruggs's receiving grade for 10 to 19 yards was 91.8. So this seems almost like a match made in heaven. Oof. And... Really, there isn't much competition for the wide receiver in the, on that team. It's a bunch of rookies and a couple of guys going back who oh, kind of lackluster.
0: You don't, you don't you don't think so?
1: No, the and um, yeah, the main guy was Darren Waller. I think he'll be impacted by this the most. But I think Ruggs has potential to be very good this year. Number thirty seven is another guy I think has a lot of potential, and that is Deontay Johnson. Um, it's easy to forget this, but it's not last season, but the season prior. Um when Ben was healthy for the last time, he threw for 5,000 yards. Those have to go somewhere. And Juju's not going to catch anything more than 1,500. So there's a huge target share for him. There isn't much competition for the number two wide receiver. I know um,
0: you Juju don't. Has... You don't think James Washington is a potential issue?
1: No. Not really. Not at this point, no.
0: I mean, James Washington had I mean, 80 targets and 735 yards last season.
1: That still isn't very good.
0: I, that's pretty significant, though, considering how bad the passing
1: offense was. He led the team. I mean, even even last, if you look at guys like Randall Cobb put those numbers up. And Randall Cobb isn't viewed as any good. I,
0: I understand, but also, he's not... Duck, Duck Hodges isn't throwing the ball, either. Fair enough. Um, just, just something to... Just something, I don't number know.
1: Number 36 is one of the players I think is one of the most overrated um, in fantasy and Ooh. that is Marquise Hollywood Brown.
0: Oh no. Yeah, I
1: am not big on Marquise Brown this season. He's been wildly inconsistent. Oh. He oftentimes looks fantastic, but just as often he looks terrible. Or maybe not terrible, do you but think
0: lackluster. That that has anything to do with the the Ravens running the ball so much? Yeah. Okay. So you're not necessarily saying he's bad, it's just the situation isn't overly ideal. I
1: mean, his numbers are inflated, which I'll get to in a second. But for where he's being drafted with the situation, I don't think he's worth having. Uh, he was 54th in receptions, 56th in yards, but he's 13th in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had way overinflated numbers in touchdowns last year. So if those were to come back to, like, come back to the mean, he would still, in you know, let's say his yards did go up and his catches did go up, he'd still probably revert to around the same place he was. I mean, yeah, that's... I'm not big on him. I'm not big on any of the receivers on that team other than Mark Andrews, and he's not even a receiver. But, I, and for some reason, I'm not sure why, but I feel like the Ravens are going to struggle a little more this year. Especially after I saw what the Titans did to him last season in the play, playoffs. It seemed like as time got went on, people were starting to kind of figure them out a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's always tough to tell, because I mean, that usually happens a lot with playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, only one team can obviously win the Super Bowl, so... So yeah, because like the last time
1: it it could also be uh, recency bias, which you know is a few months ago. But the last time I watched the Ravens, they got dominated. Like
0: that's just it. Yeah, I just think it's going to be hard for Lamar Jackson to kind of continue at a very high level the kind of game that he has. Yeah, he was like I think 18th in passing yards and first teams in passing are touchdowns. eventually going to. That's not going to teams happen are anyway. going to force you. To, you know, play to your weakness, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he can't throw, but clearly throwing is not his weak you know his strength. In so.
1: the postseason, he threw for 40 plus times in both of his. Um, both of his playoff games. He ended in a loss mm-hmm. both times.
0: Well, yeah, he and just, it's, it's just going to be tough when, you know, you're playing against better defenses mm-hmm. who are going to make you play to your, your you know, not that every team isn't making you try yeah. to play to your weakness, but more Especially. so it's amplified and teams have a better game plan uh, come playoff time. I agree. Yeah, well, that, was, that was number 36. Okay, perfect. Let me get over to mine. I'm running a million tabs over here. So, all right. So for my number 40... I'm actually going to start us out with Sterling Shepard. Um, the Giants are really hard to figure out, at least I think they are. Um, I, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones, or else I probably would have Sterling Shepard maybe a little bit higher, uh, but I think he's a good fit there, especially with Golden Tate coming back and just kind of the new offensive weapons and Saquon, and I just I, I think he has a lot of value there, uh, but he's not, to me, like a big play guy. He's going to be one of those, more of one of those guys that gets you, you know, eight to 10 points a week. He's never going to, he's fine. Yeah. He's never going to give you, in my opinion, you know, the 25, 20 point, you know, I mean, and obviously he's not ranked a top 10 player, but he is, he's a safe, low upside player. And that's kind of how I rank him. And I think if you're just looking for somebody safe in your, you know, second or third flex spot, uh, he might, you know, be somebody who can kind of hold you down there. Uh, number 39, I actually have Alshon Jeffrey, and I know that that's kind of a. eh, and the biggest thing for me with Alshon is that his health does not look good for a little while now and I am a little worried about the health uh, it was good to see Carson Wentz play a full season last year but I am, I, I just am a little worried about Alshon's health and obviously how I have these ranked out is that, you know, I'm projecting him to play in, you know, a real season here uh, but, you know, I think he's going to Be a nice play when he does play, and uh, you know I'm not too worried about a bunch of other people getting in the way of him uh, as far as receiving goes. I think it's kind of his receiving backfield or receiving uh, core to lose almost. Um, Number 38, I have Golden Tate as well. So it looks like uh, the Giants are just making all my my mid 30s lists. How I saw this backfield playing out was more of a hodgepodge of. You know, everybody kind of has the same stat line versus there being a big leader there. And so I think that they're all going to play, again, kind of like the whole Sterling Shepard thing. I think they're going to – Golden Tate in my eyes has a little bit more upside in terms of a weekly what he can do or what he can produce ceiling-wise. Uh, but I think that they're all going to finish around the same kind of yardage and pretty similar touchdowns. Uh, and that's how I see the Giants passing offense working out with, I know, Slayton's in there, and he's probably going to get... Man. I think I had him projected around the same spot-ish as as these guys, so that's... Yeah, I have him at 46, so I just kind of have the, the entire Giants receiving core within 10 spots of each other, because uh, I think it's going to be pretty, you know, just take one and you're going to get the same guy almost, mm-hmm. but... Um, I do think uh, Golden Tate, though, does have the most upside of anybody. Probably, yeah. At least for this season. I'm not talking dynasty or anything. Uh, My number 37 is going to be Tyler Boyd. Um, I think he is one of those guys that also has a lot better chance of potentially rising in value. Uh, A.J. Green has not proven that he can stay healthy at all. I mean, he's essentially ended the—I mean, he didn't play last season, and I want to say he got—you can correct me if I'm wrong— something like six games the year before. He's just not been a very healthy individual and not somebody that you envision as playing the whole season as much as you like him to. So I, I think Tyler Boyd is actually a very nice pickup here. Uh, and I think he can produce a lot more value than, you know, or a lot more than the 38 spot should something happen to A.J. Green, which if I was betting on it, I bet something is going to happen to A.J. Green. Uh, and then number 36, to wrap mine up, I have Deontay Johnson here. I just think that the offense is going to be resurgent. I think that He is going to kind of, I don't want to say break out because he did a little bit last year, but he's going to kind of break out as the number two receiver in that, uh, in the uh, wide receiving area there. And i just, I I think he even has a chance to kind of take over Juju a little bit. I wasn't very impressed by Juju last year. I'm sure anybody who owned him probably wasn't, myself included. No, nobody was. But uh, I think that Deontay Johnson has a real chance here to kind of make a name for himself with Roethlisberger back, even though Roethlisberger, there's been a lot of rumors that he's not throwing downfield very well, but... I still think that he's going to get a lot of volume and he can potentially – he's another one of those guys that I would say he he might finish a lot better than the number 36. Uh, Brandon, actually, do we have a – is it question time? Ooh, I think it's – Oh, it is question it is. time. All right. For the people. So, Brandon, I will ask you, who is someone you are very high on that no one else seems to be high on? That's a great question. Let me see here. And then uh, vice versa, who is someone you're really low on that people are hyping up? Um, let me pull up my
1: list. I have this written down. Oh, um, the, actually, the person I'm very low on is actually going to be on my next one, and people might be very upset about it. Both. but that's okay. Somebody I'm very high on it, this season, especially for his ADP, is Cooper Cup, but that's something for next episode. And I have mm. a whole essay here as to why he should be picked up, so we can come back to where, that. Where
0: do you have him? Where is he in the ADP?
1: ADP, um, let me pull it up. I believe it was somewhere around for like wide receiver 15 or something like that. Okay. I
0: think he's a lot better than that. Yeah, I, I can just tell you by looking at my ranks that he was probably going to be my answer for this segment as well. Was he really? I have him ranked in my top five as a spoiler. Ooh. So, uh, obviously, if he's... You too? Yeah, he, okay. he's going to be the exact same one for me, just looking at what I have here. I like that. Um... I'll go ahead while you're looking up that. How about your how about
1: your disappointment, or your, somebody you're not excited
0: about? Uh, actually, so this one might be a little uh, – people are probably won't like this one, but I actually have Will Fuller as being somebody I really don't like. I know there's been kind of a lot of buzz about him. He he actually is – I have him ranked uh, ranked, and I know that I'm not some kind of scientist over here, but I actually have him ranked as my 66th wide receiver, Ooh. which that's going to be a very – uh, that, that, unpopular take? I wouldn't say it's a hot, a scalding hot take, but it, it's it's a lukewarm at least. I would also, kind of in the same AJ Green camp, I would also bet money that he will not be playing a full season. Ooh. Um, I, I know. Why well, some not news? A for you. Take, I, have, so. I have some news for you coming up. <laughs> I mean, well, Fuller plays like eight games a season,
1: so. And not only that. On a good actually, season. I'm. He's actually part of our next mailbag, Oh. which I don't know if you've seen the mailbag because I've kept it relatively secret. Yeah, you but, have kept
0: a secret from me. I did not. I did not know he was in the mailbag. So. Yeah, I know. I, so I, I, I will. Stop, I try to keep him down low. I will stop talking about him. Uh, who is your? Who's the player that you are kind of low on right now, or you know, comparatively to the everyone else?
1: So you know how I said that your last one was lukewarm hot. Mm-hmm. I believe the audience will believe this one's a scalding hot one, mm-hmm. and I believe most people will, and that is DJ Chark at number thirty-five. Which, wait,
0: his his ADP is thirty
1: five. I have him at thirty five. Oh, I, like, I have geez. him at thirty five. I'm over I have his, way his ADP is is like around Cooper Cups, and I have zero faith in DJ Chark this he year. He is
0: within my top fifteen. Is he just for what? Just for what? For it's reference,
1: worth. it's will he make the jump in season three? I don't think so. The jump,
0: yeah. Couldn't you last argue season? That he made the jump last, last season. Last
1: season, you could argue he made the jump, but like the jump, jump because like. Last season he had what like exactly a thousand yards and like, on, eight touchdowns. On
0: thousand on, on 118 targets though. Yeah, I, I, I would mean, call that's that, not call that. That's not superstardom. Well, no, but that's not even elite level. A thousand yards, eight touchdowns he, is solid. He's being drafted at elite level, and I don't think he's elite. I mean, he's got Gardner Minshew throwing in the ball. Yeah, he, like he still two or does. Three quarterbacks last year.
1: Here, here's what what I have here. In the first five games alone, he had five touchdowns. That's really nice. After that. He had three touchdowns in the last 11 games and right here i have the note very very hot start completely fizzled out and in those same first five games he had nearly 500 yards 485 and if you were to multiply that on a pace for a full season that would be 1550 yards and 16 touchdowns that is fantastic but if you take the pace he spent two-thirds of the season on the 11 games that would be 760 yards in four touchdowns. So, without like, and he had a couple games. I think it's week one game, he had like four catches for like 140 yards in a touchdown.
0: So, it's like, well, that is like, like a fluke game. Well, can I play devil's advocate and say, why would you assume that he's going to continue the bad numbers and not the good numbers? Well, first off, of last, like his rookie season was okay. Then we have this one. This is his like
1: main sample size. Um, Two thirds of his best year were bad,
0: but would couldn't couldn't you make the argument that if he, since he's still a, a developing player and he's shown the ability to be very good, that he's going to take steps forward and maybe next year would might maybe be the opposite in terms of, you know, it might go from being, you know, I can't remember if you've said five or six good games, but five five good games. And maybe next year could it switch? He might have five bad games and eleven good games, kind of thing. Well,
1: even with that, it would probably get him to twelve hundred and eight, which is really good. Don't get me wrong. But if, had,
0: but if that's his max he ceiling, with, he had eight though with the and I don't eight see that happens with the bad games. Well, yeah. But so if you switched him, he'd have a lot more. It's just
1: he's a lot of risk, and like his stats fell off a cliff once Minshew became quarterback too. So but, it's
0: okay. I it's
1: gotcha. just like. They seem to be, like to run the ball a lot, and he's their best guy, sure, but oh, there's a lot of questions about Gardner Minshew as well, and it's just, for where he's being drafted, I just don't see it. Maybe I was a little disrespectful and put him a little low. Well, but, that's what
0: I was going to say. I don't mind the criticism of him, but I don't think he's yeah, anywhere... I mean, it, you know, it's like, the, to me, like saying 20 would be kind of like ridiculously low on him, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just... Just not excited about him at all right that's fair <laughs> Unfortunately enough Unfortunately for him but let's see my next one.
0: Oh, you have oh you have multiples well
1: yeah he was just my number 36 all right and he's the guy i wasn't excited about so it worked out perfectly i did not intend that but um number 35 we have sterling shepherd as you were speaking earlier i said he was fine and my notes say definition of fine and not speaking about looks but i don't know what he looks like but if healthy He's probably good for nine hundred yards to a thousand and seven touchdowns. A guy who you're fine with playing during bye weeks or on the at the flex. Maybe even a wide receiver too, depending on how he's doing. Um, the next guy, he's this one I can see him moving up. That's CeeDee Lamb.
0: Because he's replacing Randall. And, and what is he? He's number thirty four. No, 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 I'm saying you're you're you think he's going to outperform? I think he's going to he's move up. I think it's okay. better than Okay, Miss. I was just... Okay. Or he has
1: potential to be better than this. I was just making
0: Miss. sure but we were arguing there.
1: Okay. Yeah, so he's repl- he's replacing Randall Cobb, which isn't difficult. And mm-hmm. Randall Cobb even ended the season with 850 yards and three touchdowns. I think he's significant, going to be significantly better than Cobb. So even if, let's say, he plays at the same level, that's still really good for a rookie. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, I can't see a world where he's worse than Randall Cobb. And with that, like... 850 and three is the floor. I think that's pretty good.
0: Uh, I think there is a little rebuttal though, and I would say that the if you look at the Cowboys' offense, I believe they had the most yards in the NFL. Yeah, and they also had two guys over a thousand receiving yards. That is true. So couldn't you argue that Randall Cobb's numbers were a little overinflated? Because they very well could have been. The third, your third receiver is going to go down. You'd think before the first two. But he could even he could even has potential
1: to surpass Michael Gallup just because Michael Gallup. Oh. Well, Michael Gallup let, like. By an efficiency standpoint, he was very bad last year. He led the league in drops, and there are plenty of stats that showed that like he just scored a lot because he got the ball that, No, that's
0: a that's a little bit of a hot take.
1: Um, number thirty
0: three, DK Metcalf. Oh, He's, so how how many of these do you have?
1: I started at thirty six and go down to thirty one. Oh, okay. I, was, I went really long on DJ Chark. I'm sorry, but uh, DJ Metcalf is number thirty three. He very athletic, performed way better than I thought he would last year. He had. I guess he could make the leap, but with that offense, it's hard to trust two receivers, especially with um, Russell Wilson. For whatever, like when was the last time they had two elite receivers? I, I can't remember it. Um, number 32. It's the guy who kind of never goes away, and that's Marvin Jones. He seems a lot older than oh, he Marvin. is, but he's not surprisingly. And yeah, he's only had like one great season in his career as
0: well. He's a classic, always hurt guy.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he's always hurt. On a
0: per-game basis, he's always
1: Consistently a touchdown scorer, good enough to play or draft for bye weeks and flex.
0: Um, I think he's a good DFS option.
1: Unfortunately, too, yeah, he only played 22 of the possible 32 games in the past two seasons. And he's always good, but never great. But last year, even on a per-16 game basis, which you're not drafting him for the per-16, but if he did, he was on track for nearly 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. So, still somebody mm-hmm. you should keep an eye on, and you're not going to like number 31, and that's no. AJ Green. Um, well, he's, I
0: have him ranked in the next portion oh, okay. here cool. too.
1: So, all the reports are saying he's looking of the AJ of old. The offense should look a little better. He When healthy, he's the poster boy of consistency. Unfortunately, he hasn't been very healthy lately. Yeah, that poster hasn't. Been however, 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 I read reports that this off season, he trained in injury
0: prevention. Whatever that means. So he had not done this in the 10 years prior Yeah, uh, I, I
1: gave a quick, uh, I dove into it and take a quick look, and apparently he was doing exercises and drills to, strength, to increase ankle strength and durability.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. Yeah, it? I, I, it was strange to hear that. A lot of people have, like, weaker ankles. Yeah, it was a strange thing
1: and... to hear about, and his a big part of his training Just was injury Just for the folks at home,
0: the older you get, the easier it is not to get injured. So I think it's going to work very well for him. The easier it is not to get injured. And it, was supposed to, it was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> They're talking like, oh, he's healthy now. Like, yeah, he's older now. I don't buy it. And that's what yeah, I'm saying. It, I don't know. It's, that's what everybody who's coming off something says. He's
1: one of those guys. He could be one of the steals, though. Use I think he's being drafted around the seventh or eighth round. I mean, you could use an eighth round pick and potentially get a decent RB, 2 mm-hmm. he's, he's high risk, high reward, I think. And Burrow could be a lot better than we expect, too. He could be worse, too. So there's a lot of risk involved with him. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he was number 31 for me.
0: All right, so I will get it going with the number... Oh, boy, I always get confused. 36. 36. Yeah. I think I went over my 36 last time. Who was it? I said Deontay Johnson, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You haven't right. went too far. No, well, <laughs> I can't count when it goes like this. Uh, my number 35 is actually A.J. Green. So I'll go quick on this one just so we don't have to hear the same thing a hundred times. Uh, I share a lot of the concerns that you do. Uh Again, he's ranked where he is because I'm trying to be fair to him and project a full season. Uh, if we're being honest, if I was drafting today, I don't know if I would draft him in this spot mm-hmm. in a in a redraft league. Um, you know, as somebody who owned, who owned him in a dynasty league last year, going into the season, he was finally healthy. And then what do you know? He's not healthy before the season starts because he tweaked it. I want to say at the beginning, it was, oh, he tweaked his hamstring and it went from that to he's just shut down for the year. And it's like, yeah, it's not good. Okay. And and I know a lot of it's because they were tanking and there's why put him back out there cuz he's always hurt. And I, I mean, I get it. But to me, he's just such a stay away, and I just have a, like a that uh taste when I when I, that name is mentioned. Uh, like I said, I like Brandon mentioned, I think he's going to be just because of how I view him, he's a week to week potential winner, but I think you're only going to have him half the year. So it kind of depends. If you're in a situation where, oh, uh, you know, I I drafted really good running backs and I have nothing at wide receiver and he's still there, that might be worth taking a chance on. But, I, you know, I wouldn't want him to be my number one, my number two. If he was my flex, I'd probably be happy about it. How about that? Even though on a weekly level he probably can get you, we want, you know, our wide receiver one production, I'm just worried between that and a rookie quarterback and that team being awful last year that it's just – I mean, their offensive line was terrible. I'm just worried that things aren't gonna, you know, necessarily go the right way. But yeah, if high he, risk, if high reward. If he was, if I knew he was 100% healthy going next year, I'd probably have him ranked even higher. So, uh my number uh, 34 is actually going to be James Washington. Um, and so I guess I'm gonna have to retrace a little bit what I said earlier. I, I thought I had him ranked behind Deontay Johnson. I have them within three points of yeah. each other, so it's it's a little one. I think Deontay Johnson's a better player. Uh, James Washington has a little bit more experience and a little bit more rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think this is going to be the year that Deontay kind of surpasses him, but I think, uh, I just think he's going to, James Washington is actually going to edge him out just a little bit. Um, And and like I said, I expect the pass game to be a lot better and to rebound from what it was last year. And so I'm expecting a a pretty good season uh, out of the Steelers just in general. Uh, Moving on, kind of like Brandon, my number 33 is going to be Marvin Jones Jr. I think he's going to put together a very nice season, assuming health. He's kind of in the A.J. Green camp. Uh, if he's healthy, he's going to win you some weeks, and then otherwise he's going to sit on your bench questionable every week and never play. So, again, if you're if you're not risk-averse and you need some big upside, I would go with him. Uh, if you're just looking for somebody to get you consistent points and play most of the time, I would stay away from him. Uh, number 32, I have Michael Gallup. Uh, I think he's going to be the clear-cut two. I, I don't want to admit it because i don't think he's better than amari cooper but sometimes amari cooper kind of just takes plays and games off uh, i think he has the uh, the chance to be better than uh, amari cooper um i like i said i don't think he's a better player but i think he has the chance to and given how much the cowboys throw and how dynamic that offense is i think there's a pretty good chance that even if he doesn't surpass him that he is going to still go over a thousand and get his touchdowns so i think uh I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check ADP if I'm high or not on him, but I think he's a very good value at the number two spot. Uh, Number 31, also going to be a guy that we're a little bit unsure about, and that's Stephon Diggs. Um, John Brown, if he can get over 1,000 yards, I don't know why Stephon Diggs can't, but I feel like Stephon Diggs also shares a lot of the same qualities that John Brown has. So I'm not really sure how that backfill or that receiving core is going to work out. Um, I do think he's he's obviously a better player, so I think he's going to be the number one. and again, I, I think there's good reason to think that he could be over a thousand yards with you know high amounts of touchdowns, given how much Josh Allen likes to throw deep, and that's kind of you know his forte there, uh, Josh Allen. So I think he's another great player with high upside, uh, and that's going to be my 31.
1: Excellent. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Excellent. Um, let's see. Number 29. Now, Were we going to uh, discuss? Oh,
1: I think I think we're oh! skipping segments here. Oh, uh, we have another question for the people. Yeah.
0: As as mentioned a little bit earlier, we have the question. Um, let me it wasn't, get to it
1: here. It wasn't much of a question. It was more of a statement, and I wanted to know what you thought about the statement. So
0: Brandon's question is, essentially, is Will Fuller going to ball out? Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Will he be one of the best in the league? Says Will Fuller
1: will ball out and will be one of the best in the league. Well,
0: wishful thinking. Are we, calling, are we calling Deshaun a buyer? Um, he's got to say he's got to say that no matter what. So what's he gonna <laughs> say? He's gonna be awful and get hurt, week three again. Uh, you know, I.
1: But Let, let's, let's say hypothetically this question wasn't provoked.
0: If, let's let's if say Wolf, someone was
1: just talking. He brought up in conversation. Oh, by the way, if
0: Wolf Fuller again, I think that Brandon Cooks and Wolf Fuller are essentially kind of the same guy. So I'm, I'm a little, I was a little confused initially, even like why they did this. And again, if you want, I mean, Brandon Cooks actually plays games. So if you just wanted to say we wanted. One will Fuller to play all season, then I guess that's fair enough. Uh, I don't, I just, he's very good, but he's never healthy. And I will, nobody will ever convince me he's going to be healthy. So, I guess you kind of answered the question in the earlier segment where who do we find overrated? He's, he's, I think you mentioned him. Again, it's, if you knew he's going to play 16, I put him up there. He's not. There's just, he's just not going to. Like, I just don't care. He's not going to play 16. So, that's where I am. And I think Brandon Cooks is better than him. So, that. That's where I stand. Do you have any closing thoughts, or is that um, are you in any kind of agreement? As an
1: owner of him in Dynasty, mm. I want nothing but success for Will Fuller. As one does. However, that being said, I have mm. little to no faith in Ugh. Will Fuller. If we just look at the stats alone, he has never surpassed 1,000 yards, which I know that isn't the barometer of skill, but he's never even eclipsed 50 catches again it's probably because he's probably
0: never eclipsed 11 games played exactly or but something I don't he's understand.
1: never eclipsed 10 touchdowns I guess looking at it now he hasn't even eclipsed eight so it's his best season was literally a from a fantasy perspective 49 catches 600 yards or round up to 700 and three touchdowns
0: he's essentially and he's been in the league for four years mr. DFS mr.
1: best ball and even And even if we look at last season, if we look at last season, he only played 11 games. But if we were to multiply that to 16, he still wouldn't have made 1,000 yards, and he still wouldn't have hit um, five touchdowns. I
0: mean, in fairness to him, he did have DeAndre Hopkins on that team as well. No, I
1: agree. But to sit here and pretend like he's all of a sudden going to not get hurt with more work is kind of silly.
0: No, I I agree.
1: Yeah, I I don't see it. I, I hope. I want him to. But I don't see it. He's
0: not on my list for top 40 today. He's one of those guys you just have to hope has a really good first couple weeks and you trade him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's always the Goodwill-Fuller move because he always, he always balls out at the beginning. So. Well um, said. That being said, let us move into our, I believe we are at our 30 to 26. 29 to 25. Oh, dang it. Well, I went to 30 last time, or 20, 31 last time, so I got Ooh, I got something up to do. Yeah, uh, Let's
1: see here. Number 29, speaking of Brandon Cooks, I have Brandon Cooks there. Prior to last season, he had four consecutive eleven hard 1100 yards seasons.
0: It is impressive how he does that over so many teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a decent enough um, red zone threat as well. He's just constantly hurt and constantly with these concussions, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Is he hurt? I feel like he plays at least 15 every year. He, I gotta look it up. But, yeah, it, seems, at least it would seem that he always has some sort of problem. Um, however, there's a lot of uncertainties swirling the Texans too. Like there's a lot of new people, like lot a lot of people new gone. Yeah. It's, it's difficult
0: to, for work. what it's worth while you're looking that up, I had him as my 30. Okay. So I should have mentioned him in the last segment we did. I guess he receivers.
1: only, oh he had he had hurt really bad in the Super Bowl. I remember. Um, but it looks like he went seven. He only started 12, 12, 15, 16, 14. So I guess he's he's healthier now. The last
0: couple years he's been relatively healthy and it's
1: sadly most of them are head injuries, which you try to avoid. You should. But yeah, I guess maybe he has potential to be a sleeper, at least for me. But speaking of Did you
0: happen to look up his ADP?
1: ADP. Um I had it and I can't let me see
0: ADP. I feel like at thirty, like that sounds really and maybe it's just because I like all the top receivers this year. But thirty seems pretty out there for a guy. I still think is going to probably put together nine hundred to eleven 1, hundred yards. Yeah, maybe. he he's one of those guys who could move up. Uh, let me look at the wide receiver. Real kind of quick. like we talked a little bit with the with the running backs. I think there are a lot of good, like the top thirty is pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, wide everyone
1: keeps saying, "Oh, we have re- like draft running backs early. It's super deep for receiver." It's like no, I'm going to get shot for my number twenty-three it's, ranking. But... It's the other way. But let's see, um, because I have control find.
0: If you don't find it, that's all right. I can. He's being picked at pick 78. Do you know what wide receiver that is? Does <laughs> it say, like, wide Sheesh. receiver 30 or I'm something? I'm not
1: seeing it. However, here's the company that's around him um, Julian Edelman is two in front of him, Will Fuller is one in front of him, which is an absolute shock to me. Hmm. Um, then it's him. Behind him is Michael Gallup, and behind him is Jarvis Landry.
0: Wait, Jarvis Landry is behind Brandon Cooks?
1: He is. Well, my rankings are not going Land- to hit very well. Then. Jarvis Landry is number 84. I think he's underrated. 84? <laughs> yeah, I think that's very underrated. He's, I think I have him in the top 10. He's had 80 or more catches every season of his career. Are these PPR rankings? Yeah, PPR. I, I think it's very disrespectful, too. I don't
0: know how you can look at the last couple of years and think he's going to be well, whatever. Oh,
1: absolutely. Whatever. whatever man. Um, Number 28, we have T.Y. Hilton. I put this in the notes. I do not like Ty Hilton, <laughs> not personally, of course, but relatively. He's very good when he plays. When he there, he does have some high potential if healthy, with Philip Rivers, he, but he's also coming off a very disappointing 2019 season. He had 850 yards or more in his first seven seasons, which is fantastic. But I looked it up, he's number three in injury probability, mm. which is not good.
0: Did they? And how was that calculated? Just for
1: It's based off of injuries um the severity of them uh how often they occur if they have recurred and so on but injuries just in the past two seasons that were reported we had a calf tear a quad strain a pec strain hamstring strain and the same quad strain on the same quad
0: yeah he's always
1: with 13 injury reports in the past two seasons
0: yeah, that's not great. Quite the fact. Number twenty-seven. <laughs> not a very fun one, but it's No,
1: absolutely not. It's a fact. Number twenty-seven, we have Tyler Boyd. He's coming off back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. He had 90 catches last season, too, which is very nice, especially for um PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. He was numbered set he was another guy who kind of lacked in he lacked in efficiency, however. Seven or he's number seven in targets last year. However, He was only number 22 in yards and number 37 in touchdowns. So I feel like a lot of his numbers were coming from force-feeding him. Since he was also, you might not know this, number five in passing attempts last year.
0: I did not know that.
1: No, this is simply because they were so bad. I mean, they're probably going to be a little better this year, but I don't think they'll be good enough where they'll be up by so much where they bleed the clock with the run. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I could still see him getting force-fed this year. And maybe the return of A.J. Green could hamper him, which is why I don't have him higher. Because back-to-back seasons with 1,000 yards. And, a yeah, 1,000 yards this season with 90 catches. I mean, that that's
0: nice stuff. Yeah, there are a couple offenses that are just super hard to project. Yeah, there are. And I, I think that's one of them.
1: Number 26, we have Michael Gallup. Now, I was a little disrespectful early to Michael Gallup. Um, he was kind of like Tyler Boyd in the sense where he got the ball so much that he... His numbers looked really nice, but because on a per game basis, his numbers were better than Amari Cooper. That being said, I don't have as much faith in him. He was number one in drops. He is not a red zone threat at all. Um, he ranked number sixty in red zone catches. It's not good. Um, he did have a very underrated
0: season. He's got a lot of long balls. Yeah, he does. I think it's what where he gets? Does he, he does most of his damage?
1: Yeah, he's one of those guys where he could either be a guy. He's who could bust or not bust would be a big disappointment or he could really really help you out because mm-hmm. like last season especially he had per- the same production essentially of Amari Cooper and he probably got picked like six or seven rounds after Amari Cooper so like and Amari Cooper didn't bust mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where like he could be a steal but at the same time I'm not so sure and my final one for this round and that is Julian Edelman and I know he's old and I know he's got Cam Newton but if we look at the stats, Brady ranks middle of the pack or poorly in nearly all the major stats except for yards, touchdowns, and attempts. And those are because high attempt usage. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very, very, very below average in the efficiency stats. if we look at Tom Brady, number 30 in true completion, number 26 in play action completion, number 27 in red zone completion, number 29 in pressured completion, and number 32 in clean completion. So all these seem to be that Brady really wasn't that great last year, especially for a guy who threw the ball no further than 10 yards. Yeah,
0: his depth of target's gone down quite a bit.
1: No, and it's just basically Cam's just got to show up and not suck. And I think that offense will run just fine.
0: And I have him ranked ahead of where you do, but it does make you nervous that Bill Belichick keeps talking about like a little bit of a like quarterback committee kind of thing. What does that even mean? Well, he's got Brian Hoyer, and he he hasn't ruled out the uh, option of nobody else playing, Fair. You know, start certain snaps. And I know they had that that one rookie or whatever from last year. Either way, though,
1: like I bet any of those guys could probably not any of them, but I bet they could at least put up comparable stats to Brady last year. It's maybe not comparable, but like same relative ballpark.
0: Brian Hoyer is about as old as
1: yeah, fair. And yeah, that was I, my I get you that was my final back. one. If we look at. What Edelman? I guess we all looked at what, or I brought to light what Tom Brady was not. However, if we look at what Edelman was, he was 100, 100 receptions last year, 1100 yards, 15 red zone receptions, and six touchdowns. Um, They used him a lot in the red zone, and I expect that to continue. Although it didn't translate to many touchdowns, it certainly is more positive that they're Mm -hmm. at least trying to get him the ball in there, even if it didn't really reflect. But yeah, he's my number 25.
0: Great. Um, And so I will just start with my number 30, because I forgot it, but we mentioned it again, was Brandon Cooks. Don't have much more to say about him. Uh, Number 29 is Robert Woods. Uh, He has had a couple surprisingly really good seasons the last couple years on the Rams, uh, and I have no reason to think that they're not going to keep going to him. Does his touchdown, or
1: do his touchdown numbers worry you? I believe he had two or three last year.
0: Um, I don't see him as being a guy that's going to ever be like a ten touchdown guy, but I think that number can go up. The Rams offense was not running on full cylinder last year. And
1: Can't really go down.
0: <laughs> well, I know, but I, I you know, I, I could see him having like six or seven or something, maybe even eight. But I you know, you just don't project him to have ten like a lot of you guys do you, you know, that's probably why he's number 29 and not number 19 or 9. You yeah, know
1: I you? really don't like him, and
0: I have him way higher than you. So he gets surprised. a lot of yards and a lot of catches, so he's he's a very safe floor. Um, Not as high of an upside kind of guy. I that's mean, my notes here, very safe pick. Yeah, he'll have weeks where he—he'll have a week or two where he gets you high points, but for the most part, it's going to be pretty simple with the— Five catches, 60 yards, and a 1-in-5 chance of the touchdown. Yeah, so I think his touchdowns are going to go up because I think the Rams offense is going to be a lot better, but— that's kind of how I see things uh, on that end. I have Terry McLaurin, actually, at my 28. Uh, he looked very good last year. There's no way he can I, – I think he has to be better this year, uh, given that he's not going to be a rookie any longer. Uh, and I think the offense would hopefully have more of an identity. Uh, with, I, I hope the quarterback situation is at least kind of figured out a little bit. And I, I think Hopefully more than that. It was a disaster. Yeah, yeah the Redskins are. Or, excuse me, the Washington football team. The Washington is, football team. It's a it's a hard team to. Another one of those difficult teams, but Definitely I think them. I think he's going to put together a nice year. And I mean, granted, he doesn't have a lot of competition, but I think it's going to be a solid year for him, and he's going to build on what he did last year. I'm very uh, excited about him as well. He had a lot of. High, he's kind of one of those ceiling guys. Mm-hmm. He has a pretty high ceiling. There were a couple of weeks I think he had one or two catches. You know, and he kind of disappointed, but overall, I think he's he's definitely a nice addition. He's one of those guys that probably just because of that whole situation, and you he didn't hear of him before, you know, week two of last year. I don't know if you'd want him to be your one necessarily, but I, I think he's going to be a pretty safe play. I have a lot more faith in him than DJ Chark, but that's just me. Oh, well, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a hot take, but that's okay. Uh, number twenty-seven is T Y Hilton for me again. I try to project these guys a full season. There's, as mentioned before, there's not a chance in my mind that this guy plays over probably 11 games. And so it, I'm just a little worried about that. His bread and butter has been the downfield long ball as well over the years. I don't know how much Philip Rivers can do that anymore. Uh, Philip Rivers has now officially taken over my, fa- or my least favorite throwing motion. Uh, Big Ben is kind of going in that same direction. Uh, but I don't know if Philip Rivers could even throw that deep anymore. So I don't. I'm. I think he's gonna. If he was healthy all year, I think he'd have a great year. I just think he's not a guy that I would want to be my one, or probably two, just because I think he's gonna always gonna be hurt. We need just need to make an all injury team and we'll put him AJ be, Green, first and, team. yeah, and Wolf fuller and it, it's just guys that you're nervous about, and so. Uh, I'm not even nervous about him because I I know what's going to happen. At 27, you've kind of baked in a little bit of that because it's 27. So that's probably at least a fourth round or fifth round pick. Uh, But I think he's going to finish real nice there. Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a hot take for a lot of people. I actually have Odell Beckham Jr. at 26. I like that. So that's a little bit of a spicy one. I just don't really trust his ability to post up numbers like he was on the Giants. I don't – I think the Browns' offense is going to be better, but he also has real competition with Jarvis Landry. Uh, and I know I don't think Austin Hooper is going to be stealing a ton of work, but they they have real weapons. Uh, you know, the running backs take – a Kareem Hunt takes a huge chunk of the, you know, the passing yards, and I just don't know if there's going to be really enough to get him to – I believe on the Giants he was hitting 1,200, 1,300 yards He's and like double-digit touchdowns every season, and I just don't – Mm-hmm. I, I think he's still very good and I think if on a different situation he still could probably do it I just think in the situation where they're at coming off the year that they had the last couple it's just safe to kind of put him middle of the road here and again I'm just looking at my list if if I were to give him for example you know 15 more points he'd be around my number 13 so it's not like it's separated very much. I think he's very close to the top tier. I just don't think he's a top tier guy this year, unfortunately, as I have him in Dynasty.
1: It is difficult also to put up produ- productive numbers of David and Joku on the team.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, the Browns are really tough. I, I know we talked about a couple teams being hard to predict, and I think the Browns fall in line as one of those like top five teams that are just like kind of just shrug, like what do you even do? His fantasy production has been on a downward um, trend since his rookie season as well. Mm-hmm.
1: It's gone down every single year except for one.
0: I should say that the Browns are confusing in terms of like. Odell Beckham, you know, I think they have a lot of safe guys, but, like, Baker Mayfield's kind of a question mark. I think Chubb and Jarvis are pretty safe, but I think it's the Austin Hooper, who knows what he's going to do. It's also
1: one of those strange teams where it seems like it's built to pass, but last year most of its identity was in the run. Yeah, it's... I don't like, know. they have all the passing weapons. It just doesn't work, or at least didn't work. And, yeah, I don't see it getting better by I do by think and they're going to bounce
0: back, but I just don't know. The offensive line doesn't work. I just better. don't think the Browns' offense is going to have two, you know... 1300 yard guys with you know over eight touchdowns or whatever so it's it's a little tough uh my number 25 is going to be dj Moore. um i would be a lot Ooh. higher i would be a lot higher on these guys if it wasn't for the quarterback situation yeah i i don't like that at all
1: not your pick i i, I yeah I, I don't i don't want I, anybody who teddy's throwing to
0: i have no trust for bridgewater but he has shown he can kind of lock onto a guy and, and still get pretty good yards out of him. You know, I you know I, I don't think he's ever going to go deep, but he's going to pepper a lot of the mid-range stuff, and I think that's something that DJ Moore can can kind of take advantage of. Uh, and I think he's really going to build on the year he had last year. And like I said, this is the wide receiving on, on this team is hard to project just based on Teddy Bridgewater being awful. Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be a certain segment of the Internet which would want to fight me over that, but I just think Teddy Bridgewater is not very good. Um, they're going to rely heavily on the run game, and I just think that unfortunately, it's a situation that they, they're just not really built to pass. Where, which kind of sucks because if you know if you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, that offense is probably you know just any yeah. any good quarterback on that team, it's probably throwing it for a million passing yards. But. Fun
1: fact: they actually ranked number two in pass attempts last season,
0: which is interesting. Which is I don't still think pretty do, wild. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that this
1: year. But another interesting thing: the only reason I wanted DJ Moore low too. I have him higher, better, and it's because his yard after catch was pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. So that being he's said, a really good player. He's gonna get. I assume he's gonna get a lot of short passes. So he'll get a, if he gets quantity, then his yard after catch will at least boost him a little bit. But yeah, I don't. No, like, that makes sense. I don't want him. I don't want Robbie. in especially don't want Robbie Anderson. I McCaffrey
0: don't, can help in a little bit of the ways Kamara was helping. Uh, Teddy last year, where when you have to kind of focus in on the running mm-hmm. back, it allows, you know, you can kind of have a little bit more movement in the secondary there. It
1: seemed like they tried to gear that offense to be what the Saints was last year with Bridgewater. Like, all right, we have the elite mm-hmm. pass catching back. We have the deep threat. We have the our guy who gets a 1,000 catches. And except for they don't have the defense. So I don't really see what they're trying to do there. Cause the defense is far worse than the Saints. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: you know, it's just, it seems like a fool's errand, but, but you know, that's more of a football thing than a yeah. fantasy thing. So I think that if that makes any sense, but yeah. I, I just think, like I said, if it was any other quarterback, I would probably have him ranked way up, but I think he does have upside, but I think we kind of have to cap his ceiling due to tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, that's going to wrap up my number 25 there for what it's worth. Oh, well, it looks like we have one additional,
1: one additional comment or concern. And this one does not re- truly revolve around wide receivers. However, it oh. was revolving a player we both spoke on in Great Lanes last episode. Um, This is the comment that I saw. And I want to see if you think there's any merit in it. Mm. This guy, he titled the post, Kenyon Drake will be the fantasy bust of the year. I get it. He won a lot of leagues last year. But he was a late-round draft pick. Many owners... Oh, I need to scroll to the side. <laughs> Many owners cut him during his time in Miami. But early second-round pick? Chase Edmonds was very good last year before he got hurt, in the, which opened the door for Drake. I see this as a Devonta Freeman pickup from last year. Everybody assumed he put up RB1-2 numbers, but ended up burning owners. I'm getting the same vibe from Drake.
0: I mean, I don't think anybody's really arguing... I mean, is this guy really arguing that Chase Edmonds is better? Is that his contention? That's part of it. I don't think Chase Edmonds is good enough to still work from Kenyon Drake in this. In terms no. of, like, steel work. I mean, obviously he's going to play. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're like, oh, better get Kenyon out... or take him off the field for Chase. You know, it's not like you got Nick Chubb back there. I, I, mean, I agree. I Even I, Kareem Hunt doesn't take Nick Chubb out hardly. Like, it's I even would- like I could... There's some players,
1: like, I could see... An argument for someone to say Nick Chubb is going to bust or disappoint with guys like Kareem Hunt there, it essentially eliminates his receiving game. I could kind of see mm-hmm. it, but Chase Edmonds is no threat. Like Chase Edmonds I mean,
0: he's is, not, it's not, and that's not saying he's bad. He's, I mean, he's just he's, he's gonna not good. Do whatever his second <laughs> running back does and get a couple hundred yards, maybe score a couple yeah. touchdowns. It's not like he's gonna. Go off for you know 700 yards. Even if somebody were like Mark Ingram, because last season Gus Edwards had
1: 1700 or 700 rushing yards, mm-hmm. and now they have J.K. Dobbins, I'd at least understand where they're coming from. This one, I don't see where they're coming from. He fears that yeah, he'll be the Devonte Freeman of last well, isn't year, that and end up reckon... burning
0: everybody. Well, Devonte Freeman's also not as good, and as he's, he's also drink. always hurt and older. I mean, couldn't you say that he David Johnson was healthy at the end of the year, wasn't he? Like, why wasn't David Johnson? Healthy. (laughs) Why wasn't he? I mean, I'm just saying though. I know that Chase Edmonds is hurt. So why isn't David Johnson taking? You know, why is he still productive?
1: Yeah. Kenyon Drake
0: with David Johnson there.
1: Yeah, I guess the last episode, um, Kenyon Drake made me realize how lackluster David Johnson was last year. Yeah, I don't know. I truly don't know. Because I was always like, oh yeah, well, bad offense, bad offensive line. Oh, he's probably hurt. Yep, it's one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Of course, he's gonna suck. And then Kenyon Drake showed up and absolutely killed it. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well. Dave Johnson's just sucking.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying. So I I don't I don't agree with that argument either. I mean, if you don't like Kenyon Drake, I don't know who how, do you like. It's yeah, it's kind of weird to hate on a guy who's and
1: yeah, good. he's he's saying even um, but an early second round pick, like you serious? It's like early second round pick. What's that? Pick 15? Like it's not like he's yeah, being that's... picked like top five. I don't know. I don't
0: Think I had him ranked top five either way. So Well, yeah,
1: but <laughs> I can see like I could see people being upset about a mm-hmm. top five, but, like pick 15. I mean. Feature, you could technically be actually no, there's no way Big Fifteen could be an RB2. Actually, yeah, if the person oh, drafts super late in the first round. But you know what I mean. Um so yeah, that concludes the fan mail. And just as a heads up, those were not submitted to us. We had oh. to find those ourselves. So that being said, if you're listening to this or watching it, first off, give it a like. But second, please send in any comments, questions, concerns regarding fantasy football, the show, or just about us, and we would love to answer them on the show. But with that great segue, we now go back to our next and final five
0: of the day. Yep, so we are going to now be going through our 20 through 24. Set it backwards. Yeah, I Running backs 20 through 24, or wide receivers, excuse me. Uh, Brandon, would you like to start us out? Number 24 is a guy I haven't liked in the past,
1: but he's grown on me. Oh. Just a little bit. And that's Tyler Lockett. Prior to this, I believe um, he had – oh, I'm trying to do the math in my head. He had either 47 or 57. He had 57 uh, receptions was his career high. Always been and, very disrespectful to Tyler Lawson. Well, it was the thing. He'd have 50 catches, and then he'd have like 1,000 yards. So it's like, hmm. You don't trust ball. it. You don't trust it. But – this last season, he had 82 receptions, and strangely enough, had about the same yards. So he boosted himself for PPR, and you trust him more. Because I'd rather have a guy who was 100 catches, if, even a non-PPR. A guy who was 100 catches for 1,000 yards than a guy who was 10. So he he changed your mind a little bit last just, year. Just a little bit. Um, his increased... Um, even like He had a way bigger role, even though his production didn't go super far up. He increased his targets by 40, and his receptions by 25. and Which shows, when they give him the ball a lot... He stays around that eleven hundred mark, and when they don't, he's still stuck around the eleven hundred yard mark. So there's a pretty relatively. I think I, I said a low floor. I think of it. Is that right? No, he's a relatively high floor. You'd want him to have a. Yeah, he's relatively high floor. I, I mis, miswrote that or mistyped it. Um, number twenty three, we have Bills great Stephon Diggs. Uh, if mm. we look at how it worked last year, Minnesota actually ranks thirty first in passing attempts out of thirty two qualifying teams. Oh. The Bills while also viewed as a running team, ranked number 23. So they were quite a bit better, and as you said earlier, if John Brown can find success, I'm sure Stephon Diggs could as well. I expect him to see some more targets, maybe roughly around the same amount of receptions, maybe a few less, but just as many, if not more yards, because Josh Allen does like to throw
0: the ball long, whereas Kirk Cousins was the exact opposite. Number 22, I will say just lastly on Stephon Diggs, he can be frustrating weekly, yeah, like week to week because he's Mister. Oh, I'm gonna have two, you know, three receptions for 150 yards, and then the next week it's one for 20, yeah. you know, and it's it's kind of really disappointing because, and I know this hasn't been his whole career, but I know a lot last year he was either really boom or bust, yeah. Where it's like, oh hey, he got me 20 points this week, oh, and now he got me three, you know, kind mm-hmm. of one of those things, but a lot of upside
1: there. Let's see number 22. Oh, and. One interesting fact, he's listed at 6 foot. However, the people at camp thought that he looked at least 6'3" to 6'4". <laughs> Fun fact. Gee. Maybe it was just the helmet and the cleats, but we'll see. Yeah, Number he's tw- never been measured professionally <laughs> before? <laughs> Apparently not. Number 22, we have Jarvis Landry. Um, he outplayed OBJ last year from a fantasy perspective and just a production perspective. 81 catch, 81 or more catches every season as a pro, which keeps his floor very very high um 81 catches that's 5 points per game and that's his the least he's had in his career mm-hmm. so that 5 points a game just on catches on his worst his least amount of catches so he has a high floor for that as a pro he is i'm sorry I put it as a pro I re- rephrased it on the mm-hmm. um browns he's averaging 82 catches 1000 yards and five touchdowns so He's like the ultimate RB2 slash flex option. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's very safe, and he hasn't been hurt much, so I like Jarvis Landry. Number is a guy I don't really like. Uh-oh. However, I think his role will be increased, which might help him out a little bit. And that is Robert Woods. He's a relatively safe pick, as we said earlier, but I'm not too high on him. He's the number 8 in targets, and he's the number 8 in receptions but with all those receptions and with all those targets Comes number great 14 in yes thank you <laughs> number 14 in yards and number 59 in touchdowns how could the guy who has the eighth most catches have the 58th most 59th most touchdowns it's the opposite of Hollywood brown we do have an interesting fact though oh, i've actually had quite, another one i've had a few of them another a few, one a few nuggets another one and this is a very interesting fact he had 574 which ranks 33, in-air yards, but he had 560 yards after catch, which is about 50% of his production, which I don't even know what that means. I know what it means, but I don't know what that means for him. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure, but I don't see people with about a 50-50 split, which is, I guess, could explain why he doesn't get many touchdowns and he doesn't get much red zone work. It could be how they use him, too. Yeah, it's just... It's a very bizarre stat. Mm-hmm. Most people are like 3 to 1, where he's 1 to 1. He's which, always
0: been a little bit of a bizarre player though. Yeah, he he really has. Um, he's always slept on and everything else. I don't know if he is though. Cuz I guess he's always Name like one person who will say Robert Woods when you ask who a good receiver is. But I mean, relatively compared to his contemporaries,
1: I, if I were to think of good re- re- receivers, I wouldn't think of Robert Woods. Exactly. When well, I good. mean like he's fine i bet you most people don't think he's ever had 1,000 yards. Oh, well, they need to watch our show. Um, listening works as well. Yeah, or listening. Uh, but we we have Keenan Allen at number 20. Ooh. Um, this might be viewed as disrespectful because Keenan Allen was actually very good last year, and he played much, much better than I thought he did. I think he's had three consecutive years of 1,000 yards minimum. Which is good for him because he used to be known for the injury bug, but now... Oh, come
0: on. He, he was. He was known for that. We were not like... There's a difference between tearing, you're like hurting your hamstring every week. And, oh, yeah. What about that lacerated kidney? And hurting yet? your spleen. or Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that. He, then he'd break his collarbone. Well, yeah, it was It was like the thing with, was um, weird, was like
1: the thing with Devonta weird Adams. There was always, it was always something. It was like, oh, this is going to be his year. Oh, well, he lacerated a kidney. Shoot. Uh, Jason Witten. Fine. Uh, it's. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm praising him. He was number two in receptions, which I was not aware of. He was number five in yards, number six in red zone catches. And he was also number 9 in yards after catch. The big question is, I guess, injury concerns. But I don't really view that as much of a concern. But it's just something to keep in mind. But also, the quarterback questions. This is what has me having him ranked oh. so low. We have not seen him play a single snap yet. And upon draft, I heard many people were upset with that pick. So, and with Philip Rivers gone, it he's a guy who could put up phenomenal numbers, or he could... You don't like Tarad or Justin yeah. Herbert? No. Okay. Bill's great to Rod. I love him, but... Do you? Not literally, but figuratively. Yeah, but do you? He's the last Bill's quarterback to make a Pro Bowl.
0: Yeah, but that's like the Alex Smith Pro Bowls of old. The,
1: Actually, I'm pretty sure Josh Allen made it because somebody backed out. Oh, the first 50 Never guys
0: backed out. Mm. Didn't Teddy Bridgewater make a Pro Bowl? Yeah, he did. It's the classic... No, jo-
1: Josh Allen. He, it's the classic
0: it. 300 guys opted out. We have two quarterbacks left to call.
1: I'm looking at Josh Allen on the Jags. No, never mind. Oh um, uh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I because I, I, I thought he made it, but there apparently there's two Josh Allen. I know. Okay. But no, I remember Vince. Um. Vince Young made the Pro Bowl. I think he had 1,500 yards and like eight touchdowns. In now the I... next year, Matthew Stafford missed it. Threw it for five thousand yards and 40 touchdowns it was like yeah that's that's why i hate when people bring up the argument like oh just a little tough they bring up like pro bowls or all-star games it's like nobody cares that's because of do rings. remember bill yeah. russell yeah. The greatest of, of course how could i forget he reminds us every time he speaks and i hate it mm. um but yes speaking of that
0: i've concluded with my top 20 of the day all right so i will go ahead and jump into mine so my number 24 this is one that really pained me it pained me to put him here. I actually have Mike Evans at number 24. Again, not much separates him from, you know, being 12 spots closer. But I, I have him at number 24. I am very worried about the Bucs offense. I don't mean very worried as in, like, I'm scared they're not going to do anything. It's just it, it, him and Goodwin put up or Godwin put up so many yards last year. It's just so hard to think that it's going to be repeatable. With no Jameis and without being down all the time. and I just think the offensive numbers are going to be down across the board. I have
1: him quite a bit lower. However, I have him marked as somebody I have no faith in.
0: No, no, no faith in? Or
1: I lack faith in. It's the thing like, he could put up top five numbers or he could put up number 20. I think mean, he does like every year. but that, That's the only reason I put him up there. Um, everyone acts like Brady is a godsend for their fantasy production. And he yeah, might be a
0: hindrance. He won't in them terms all. of in terms of fantasy. Yeah, yeah
1: in terms yeah. of NFL. Like, sure, he won't turn the ball over as much, but at the same time, say as much like forty times is. <laughs> I mean, granted, yeah, like he could wear a blindfold and still throw less turnovers, but
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I think, Mike I think Evans, Godwin's
1: going to benefit a lot from this. Mike
0: Evans is very good, but I think he's a little bit of a product of, of Jameis having to like his his stats shit. are. I, mean, I think I think Mike Evans is a great player. I'm not dissing Mike Evans the player. I just think his stats are kind of. Jameis. Who's who's the last big uh, receiver who had success with Tom Brady? Kenny Galladay. Oh, Randy Moss. Exactly. Was that like a decade ago? Well, that was the last big one he had. Still, it seems like he's. When you have a bunch of short white guys, it's hard to get a. a, a, I guess Nikhil Harry doesn't count. I'm not kind of. Nikhil
1: Harry didn't do much. But it seems like he's always going for the slot guy and the small guy who gets a lot of separation, a couple of yards downfield. Can I call Bronk?
0: Can I say he fits that? No. He's big? I mean, Can't say he's last big receiver. He's not receiver. Well, all, all tight ends are big. Is he not a ball catcher? Wouldn't he therefore be a receiver? I mean, we don't sit down and say, "Oh, well, he had James White." But Gronk, White, wide receiver James Gronk White, Gronk is different than a normal tight end. Was. Well, yeah, I still think he's going to be okay this year, but that's for next week. For those four games he plays. Um, so moving on, moving on from Mike Evans, twenty-three. Actually, I actually have Jamison Crowder. Uh, he put up some really nice stats last year, and I don't see any reason why he can't keep that up. Uh, I, I don't think they've done anything on the offensive end uh, with Jalen Rieger or even Brashad Perriman to necessarily knock him off of his yardage. I believe he put up over 800 yards receiving last year with Sam Darnold only playing, I think it was 13 games He or missed a games. few
1: games too, didn't he?
0: It was, I, I just think that he, again, this is not a Mr. High Floor kind of guy, but this is, he has a pretty pretty high ceiling where I think he's going to be very consistent with the production that he offers. And so I'm a big fan of Jamison Crowder there. And I think that he can, again, I don't think he's an elite player, so his ceiling is capped, but I think he can uh, reenact or even do a little better than he did last year. Just given the general lack of targets that are on the jets.
1: And yeah, Robbie Anderson's gone too, which I know he's Mm -hmm. not anything great, but he's still
0: somebody who took a lot of targets. No, exactly. So I think he's going to be another safe bet. Uh, number 22, I actually have Devontae Parker, uh, include the Dolphins in our aforementioned list of teams that we don't really know what the heck they're going to be doing on offense. Pargo was
1: very underrated last
0: year. He he put together a very nice season. Uh, you know, and I think, isn't Fitzpatrick still slated to start technically? I know Technically. It's, I think either way, uh, even if you're a rookie, though, if Tua gets out there, I mean, you're going to go to the guy. Wait, he, he was, good.
1: He was number five in yards and four in touchdowns. So mm-hmm. arguably by the numbers, he's a top five guy.
0: And I know that he had a little bit never of think. a breakout because before last year he wasn't all that good. But, I mean, I got him off the free agency wire last year. That's great. how much people didn't care about him. That's a great pickup. Uh, it was. And it was kind of a bummer for our entire league because my team was the worst team in the league and I had Just going to waste. It was going like a top five receiver on it. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so I, I think he's going to be another nice play. And honestly, he's one of those ones that if you're risk averse, you might want to be a little careful. Uh, but I think at wide receiver twenty-two, that's still some very good value. Does the Dolphins' ranking number four in pass attempts worry you at all? Eh, I think their offense was just so. I don't. You know, I don't even know what to say. It was. Wait, they you, had such a weird their lead, offense. Their I'm lead sure. rush was Fitzpatrick. So I know they had to throw the ball. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. Again, he's ranked twenty-two for these reasons. I just, I think it's kind of. I haven't ranked higher. I'm just. He's a lot of there's a lot of upside built there. I wouldn't be overly. He was so underrated. Him. He was so underrated. I'd be nervous with him at like ten, not at so much at twenty-two.
1: Like even um. He put up essentially the same numbers as Allen Robinson, and I was hearing a lot of people talking about like the resurgence of Allen Robinson. Oh, he's back. This, that, and the other thing. But nobody really cared about Devontae. Maybe because they sucked. But, I mean, the, so the Bears. I would say so. more
0: so because Allen Robinson has shown he's very good. Yeah. Where Devontae Parker has, up to this point, been kind of considered a bust. Fair. That's probably... I think, and even myself, I'm a little hesitant with him because I remember the bad years. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, there's a PC that says, well, I mean, he did it for, you know, 12 games. Why, I, You know, why would you think that's his... He's now that guy. And he's so
1: also in the Dolphins, so it wasn't it's, very marketable franchise either so they might not have been pushing it like no. guys like obj he outperformed obj but you still sell obj a lot more than him mm-hmm. just because he's just more
0: marketable um i'll move on to my 21 and my and that's going to be dj or dk metcalf excuse me Ooh. i know um i'm expecting him to build a lot on last year i know that typically you'd want to ignore most of the stuff that comes out of the training camps and the interviews but russell wilson has really talked him up and they've kind of talked about the rapport that they've built uh, and just after last year, how how good it looked for a guy that, if you remember the the pre draft reports, everybody thought he couldn't catch and he couldn't run mm-hmm. routes. Remember that cone drill or he, something? He looked very strong though. Yeah, he he did look very strong. Him and jake or that one guy uh, on Oregon. I don't remember. Oh, I, I almost can't said remember. Okafor. I
1: know you you almost said Jaleel Okafor. I'm like, man, that guy. His
0: name's close to that. I couldn't. I don't know he why. get to that.
1: gym in five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. different different body, that's for sure. Was it Sean Okerman or uh, that might be it? Something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think D.K. is going to build on where he was last year, and I think he's really going to push uh, Lockett a little bit in terms of who has the most yards. I think Lockett is going to overpower him, but I still think he's going to be right up there. and uh, He's obviously proven with a very good rookie year that he can be a guy you know that you can kind of trust every week, and, mm-hmm. and I wish he was on my dynasty team. Uh, number 20, my final guy, is going to be Calvin Ridley. Uh, I know people might have him higher than this. Uh, I know... That as Julio gets older, uh and becomes and he's always gonna be the focal point of the offense, but less of a focal point of the offense. I think every year Calvin Ridley is slowly gonna keep, you know, bridging the distance until eventually he kind of overtakes him. Uh and I don't think he's gonna overtake him this year, but I think he's uh, within a couple years and he keeps making positive steps. And so uh, I see Atlanta bouncing back a little bit. I you know, they played so poorly at the beginning of last year and I, I just think that they're going to take a very bigger step forward this year with the addition of Gurley. And, you know, uh, I know they lost Cooper, but I believe they got Hunter uh, or Hayden Hurst instead. And so I, and he's proven that he's pretty good. And so I think that their offense is going to click. And I think that, uh, like I mentioned, really is going to keep soaking up targets uh, that Julio might get. Not 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 in any huge way, but I think that his overall yards are going to keep going up. Um,. And that's going to actually do it for me. That was my number 21. Or do I... I always forget how this works. Do I yeah, go one
1: more? And at 21. Okay, and at 21. It's gets so confusing. So, so, yeah, I'm excited about Calvin Ridley, really too, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of places I saw, like, oh, well, he followed up an 820 um yard season with an 866 he didn't make that leap but he also played three less games Oh,
0: well, Julio which, was hurt for a lot of last year yeah. too which you could look at that two ways that he got better attention you know he mm-hmm. got better corners or yeah
1: but yeah everyone's like all the the box score numbers are essentially the same therefore he didn't make that leap but with three less games I mm-hmm. that's still a significant improvement
0: no exactly he's a little better than uh, than Riley so just a little um so that is going to wrap up our, running, or our wide receiver rankings of 20 through 40, or 21 through 40, excuse me. Uh, very quickly here we are going to be doing one last segment, and that is going to be our – is it our – are we doing the uh, – High upside. Our, excuse me, our high upside segment. And these are guys, at least how I've done it, Brandon, you can explain if you've done it a little differently. These are all guys outside of my top 40 that I've selected and said, hey – this guy's gonna has a very good chance to finish within the top 40, or even you know, better than 40. Obviously, better than 40. So I kept one guy for my top 40, but he was in the back. Okay, uh, I'll have you. We'll just go ahead and do every other if that's okay.
1: So my number one. Uh, this might be a homer pick, but I picked John Brown. His average draft position is 156, which is almost undrafted, and I think that's a little disrespectful for a guy who put up over a thousand yards and eight he's touchdowns. He's really that
0: ranked that yeah. badly?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, huh. he's ranked very poorly. And he's still a good deep ball threat, and yeah, they have better receiving options this year, but at the same time, um, they're having injury concerns with Diggs um, in the past, so I feel like um, John Brown, for where he's being drafted, like, you're losing literally nothing.
0: Can I, uh, and just to make sure, you're you're comparing this to ADP?
1: Yeah, ADP was at 156.
0: Okay, I just want to clarify that my rankings are going to be, my list is based off uh, where they're ranked in my rankings. Okay. Just as a, just since we're not using the same metric it's going to be helpful to note that
1: but he, he's borderline undrafted which <laughs> i think for him is pretty disrespectful well yeah it seems considered. like he should
0: be a little higher up the board because yeah that's
1: the best season of his career he's being drafted his entire career so he puts mm-hmm. he puts up like three or four like lackluster years and still gets drafted puts up a good one not like nah, we shouldn't draft him anymore it doesn't mm-hmm. make much sense
0: so I went – I have three players, and I'm going to start with the first one, and that's uh, going to be Hollywood Brown. I actually think that he's going to do a lot better than he did last season even, and I think he's going to be the clear-cut number one guy in that backfield. Um, obviously at the wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, obviously is sold down the tight end and probably going to have more yards. But I think he's going to, as we mentioned a little bit earlier with uh, with the Julio situation, I think he's going to bridge the gap a little bit, and I think he's only going to get better. So I'm expecting him to have a better year this year and uh, potentially be a guy that surprises a lot of people.
1: Let's see my next one. I know you won't like this. It's A.J. Green. Oh. Um, Again, as we stated earlier today, he's one of those guys where, for where he's getting picked, which is ADP 65, so a sixth-round pick, he has potential to be a top-two- or three-round pick. I don't see it. But at the same time, there's that like he has a high risk, high reward where you could be getting one of the better receivers in the league in the sixth round, or you could get a guy who gets hurt. So if you're weak at the receiver position and want to maybe make a push or a make a pick that could push your team over the edge, one way or another, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> pick AJ Green. Yeah, he does have that ability either way, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like he, if you if he misses or if he's a dud, you wasted a sixth round pick, which is never good. But if he hits, whew. It's a nice six-round pick.
0: My next one is going to be a guy that a lot of people liked last year who didn't pan out, and that's going to be Nikhil Harry. I think he's going to have a major bounce back here, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with Cam and being able to move the ball more downfield. Uh, I I think that he's going to have what last year should have been this year. Uh, I could see him as not eclipsing Edelman quite yet, but him very much kind of pushing Edelman to being the best receiver on the team this year. And so... I'm expecting a big year out of him. Um, I think, so I know this is a little bit cheap because it's, it's, he's number 42 in my ranks, uh, but I would not be surprised at all if he found his way in the top 30-ish, top 25. So he's uh, some, somebody that I'm really excited about and somebody that I'd love to snag at the end of, or I don't know where he's going. But, you know. The
1: ball's got to go somewhere.
0: At a value point in, in the draft.
1: And my final one is guy like um, Nikhil Harry, who people were very excited about last year. And they didn't really pan out. This was especially with the injury to uh, Tariq Hill. And that is Nicole Hartman. Uh, The ADP of 108, which is essentially an 11th round pick. Uh, I like him a lot. I've read reports that his route running has gotten much, much, much better than last year. Granted, when you're comparing it to nothing, um, it makes it something. But at the same time, it still apparently was very, very, a big improvement. And basically he's I, see, I could see him becoming at least a viable option, especially for where he's being drafted. I don't trust Sammy Watkins much as the wide receiver, too, especially with his health. And, see, so, yeah, I, I see me
0: Nicole Harmon on that one. Okay, great. And I will finish up with my last one here. Um, and so my last one is actually going to be Bershye Perriman. He's a little bit – He's of all these guys, he's the one I'm least excited about. Um, but he just went to the Jets this year. Last year, he had 645 yards on the Bucs with six touchdowns, and that's kind of being the third guy on the team. So, mm-hmm. I, And, you know, you can argue all day that he had the worst coverage and this, that, and the other thing. But I think that he's shown, and I know he's been on a couple teams, but I, I feel that he's shown enough to say, hey, you know, I think he's, he's worth a shot, and I think that he can put up some good numbers for you this year, um, especially with the Jets losing, Rod, you know, Robbie Anderson. Uh, and essentially just having Crowder there and, and uh, the new rookie uh, as well. So I think he's going to go ahead and put together a nice season. Uh, I don't expect him to go for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns or anything like that, but I think he's going to be a nice, you know, potentially get you 7, 800 yards and, you know, 4 or 5 touchdowns. So it's kind of a nice end-of-your-bench stash that, you know, and I could be completely wrong, he could end up being quite a bit better than, than I think he is. Fair but, enough. Uh, did you have any more, or is that going to wrap it up here? Uh That will wrap it up. Okay. Well, perfect. Once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode. This is episode three of our podcast. Um, next week, I believe it will be on Friday. We will be reviewing our Brandon looking over into the frame. We will be reviewing. <laughs> we will be reviewing uh, wide receivers number one through nine, one through twenty-one. I will never get it right. You're right. It's one through twenty. One through. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna be reviewing one through twenty. Uh, next week uh, or this Friday, excuse me, uh, Brandon. Where can the good people find us? The good keep the can't talk. The good people
1: could find us where they could always find us, and that is on finishedfirstmedia.com. finishedfirstmedia.com. That's first spelled out. finishedfirstmedia.com. This was the Suit Yourself podcast, which you could also find on Apple Podcasts, and you could also find it on Spotify. Do you have a Spotify, Austin? like the, the podcast one or No, the, do you have a Spotify account? Uh, I sure do. Me too. It's free. So you just use that free I link.
0: If you like ads. I don't, mine's not free.
1: Well fine. All I'm saying is it's free to get. You're literally out nothing. So even if you don't like it.
0: But couldn't one argue it? that they would potentially be out time, which is the greatest currency that uh, any of us have?
1: I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, that that's a fair assessment. At the end of the day, Listen to it
0: while you're doing something. Yes, no matter how rich you you
1: are, there's no way you can get time back. You can never buy or bargain anymore. It sounds like you are arguing against listening to the podcast. Well, just just listen to it in the car, guys. Come on.
0: Listen to it in the car. Listen to it while you work. Mowing the lawn.
1: Mowing the fresh-cut grass. Exactly. You wouldn't mow fresh-cut grass. I mean, you could. Why? It, It wouldn't make much sense, but you could. But, yeah, just do it whenever. Yeah. That's about it. Um you can find that was it on Spotify. An excellent
0: outro there. No,
1: I know, I, I was tripping over everything. But yeah, look up look look us up on YouTube on Finish First Media or you can find our podcast as well at Suit Yourself Pod. That's suit yourself mm-hmm. pod. And I know I've mentioned this a couple of times, but a friend of ours is beginning a podcast in maybe a week or two on Finish First Media and he has named it. Do you want to know what the name is?
0: Every week it's a week or two. <laughs> That's never going to
1: happen. That's not the podcast name, though. Okay.
0: What what is the podcast name? It's the High Ceiling
1: Podcast. Mm. It's going to focus on Dynasty, but also it's going to be a podcast with a very high ceiling. So that's all I have to say. Is there anything you want to say before we sign off?
0: I just want everyone to guard their hearts this week. That's all I got to say. Well said. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Friday. Have a great evening, morning, or afternoon.